Hello, everybody. We are back at it. It is the Thread Lads Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Dorsey, and with me, as always, is my buddy, my friend, and my pal, Kevin O'Connor. Kevin, how are you doing this week? Doing well. That's great to hear. I hope everybody out there is doing well. Also, thank you for downloading the podcast this week. We appreciate it so much. If you really enjoy the podcast, please rate, review us, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. If you want to follow us and our everyday excursions on the social medias, please hit us up on Instagram at ThreadLads and on Twitter at LadsThread. Also, hit us up listeners at threadlads.com on our email we love hearing any comments or questions or concerns from you i'm sorry kevin i've stumbled a little bit on this opening i've got this usa men's national team game going uh as we record this (laughs) yeah i saw that as well yeah probably not good probably shouldn't be watching this while we record the podcast it's a very important game for the u.s um i think it might be my favorite sport right now. I think it's supplanting basketball and football as my favorite sport, soccer. I don't know how you feel about that, Kevin. I love soccer as well. I'm, I'm somewhat more new to the sport, I guess, but I've only been, well, not new. I guess it's been a little while now, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I love it right now because I don't have any other sports I'm watching. Yeah, now. no, it, it's a good, it's a good summer sport. It's a good summer sport because everything is, uh, all the, the major leagues for the most part, are shut down and then major league baseball is in the middle of just the the dog days of summer as they like to call it so it can be a slog 182 games is way too long but people don't like when we talk about soccer um we can talk about a lot of other things i've got a lot of things on the board to talk about this week kevin we've got cicadas i i want to talk to you about cicadas people are freaking out about them over here on the east coast uh these bugs that come up every 17 years the brood x uh, uh, version of cicadas. Yeah. Uh, 17 years, baby. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about our memorial days. We've been off for a week. We've got some things that we can delve into there. Um, also, we've got a couple news stories, as we always talk about. I also have an update on some of my skincare regimen, and I know you wanted to talk about that a little bit, and we've talked about that on this podcast before. Um but I, I've discovered some new things over the past few weeks that I, I I would like to talk to you about and discuss. And hopefully some of our listeners will chime in on our email and give us some feedback maybe if we need some recommendations or suggestions. But first, Kevin, I want to start off this past weekend. I went to an amusement park for probably the first time in I guess about two or three years. Uh, we all went to Bush Gardens a couple years ago, um, but I will have to say this amusement park trip was a lot different in a lot of different respects. Um, have you like you've been to a like a state fair? Like we had the Maryland State Fair here up in Maryland that was like very near us where we lived, and we used to grow up going to them and stuff like that. You've been to that, obviously, right? Yeah. And there's a very, like, fair feel, very carnal, carny feel. Like, the people that are working there, you can't really, you don't know if you can trust them. You don't know what kind of vagabond life they're leading. But it, just, like, what a fair is, the traveling kind of 
almost circus in a way that a fair is. You know, there's always some risk. You always feel like a little dangerous going to like a fair or something like that. Well, this is the yeah, first. Well, oh, sorry, sorry. What were you about to say? No, no. Go ahead. Yeah, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you in a second. I think. <laughs> well, I, I was, I was just about to say this is the first time I ever had that feeling like going to a state fair. But I went to an actually fully functioning amusement park. Um, I went with my girlfriend, her brother, who was in town visiting. He threw out the suggestion of going to Six Flags America, and is probably the closest big amusement park to us here in Baltimore. Um, and yeah, me and my girlfriend we were like, dope. We haven't done that in a while. It's very off the cuff. We haven't been on a roll. We love roller coasters. We haven't been on a roller coaster in a while. So we were totally down. But uh, from almost the minute we showed up, just going through the parking line at this Six Flags America, I knew just something was off. The people that were working there just didn't seem to really give a shit. Um, they were all like kind of young, and I, I, I never felt that unsafe in an amusement park in my life. When's when's the last time you were you went to an amusement park just for for? Uh... Like Six Flags. When's the last time you went to that Six Flags? Because those people are I always been to that Six Flags. In, I was gonna say <laughs> maybe close to a decade, if not. Yeah, like our our decade. like high school senior trip or whatever. Probably. No, well, our high school senior trip was to Par- um, Kings Dominion, Paramount Kings. Dominion. Oh yeah. When did we we went to? Maybe that was ninth grade or something. I don't know. We went to that Six Flags a long time ago. Yeah, I I hadn't been there in a while. They had some like new rides since the last time I had been and stuff like that. But like the minute we showed up, we are going through the parking line, and when you go, they've got like different toll booths that everybody kind of divides up into like different other lines to pay to get into the whole amusement park, the parking section and everything we went on this whole left hand side and we thought it was a little bit light for a line compared to the other lines um that we saw at the amusement park but we didn't really think anything of it we thought people were kind of weirding out because you know like sometimes you get to a toll booth and people like just get weird and they just follow somebody else and like a whole line creates but then there's this whole other line that people are sneaking through whatever that wasn't the case here (laughs) Um, we were on the left-hand side uh, of all of the lines, and apparently the line that we were in was for vac- people getting vaccinations. What? That was, <laughs> you get, get vaxxed at Six Flags? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was by a parking lot or you could get through the parking lot to some sort of other place there. But there was no signs. No signs. I'm telling you, no signs giving us the idea that we were in some sort of line for vaccination. Like, because there was a couple of other people that were in front of us. One dude just sped across. Because there was this one person standing there talking about how, no, that line's for vaccinations. You have to turn around, do all of this or that if you're coming into the amusement park. But that's, like, right when we're, like, at that last line before you're going to get to the parking lot. There was only one person standing there. Um, really, and she didn't like what was she going to do if somebody drove through so somebody like a, ahead of us drove through uh, we got up to there and she was like oh this is the only line for vaccinations you need to turn around get back in the long line or whatever and we were just like alright that's cool 
um, or whatever. I wasn't driving, um, but the person who was driving was like, all right, that's cool, or whatever. And we just drove past her and just... (laughs) (laughs) That's a good move. But... What is she but, gonna do? Yeah. but then we also we kind of doubled down on our luck a little bit for that because then uh, we were driving through the parking lot. It was a little bit full, but then there was this whole preferred parking area, and we had like a parking pass to park. Oh, but uh, there was like That's a, a gamble. So, but yeah, so we made the gamble. Uh, we, we we threw down those dice and we rolled it and we went through the preferred parking. Yeah, like there was a whole separate t- like booth that you had to drive through or whatever. But it was also some like, I don't know, 20 year old girl like working there. Yeah, I wouldn't doing agree her day that. job. And we showed her like our little parking pass to get into the preferred parking. And she was like, oh, no, that's just regular parking. You're going to have to make a U-turn around here and go back and just park normally. And we're like, OK. And we just kept driving. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are playing with fire, dude. So, but we ended up parking literally like right next to the entrance. We didn't have to do anything. Nobody came after us. And the person awesome. who was driving, their point was like, well, like, what are they going to do? They're sitting in that booth. They, they don't really <laughs> seem to give a shit about it. They definitely don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and no, we got like really nice parking, but going into the whole Six Flags America, there were several rides that were broken down throughout the day. Uh, while I was waiting in line for one particular ride, we saw a a roller coaster break down on its ascent, like that that initial climb up before the, the big descent and everything. And that was just straight up broken down when we were waiting in line for this one ride. And we went on like a couple of different rides and everything. And when we were coming back through that little area... Maybe an hour and a half later, the people were being helped off of that roller coaster and had to like be walked down by a team of people down this old wooden roller coaster. Back that down. is sketch. Three of the other, or three or four of the other rides, three roller coasters, this other like new ride that they had, all broken down. Um, well, and then they would reopen throughout the day and then break back down, I guess, and have to Classic. be tested. And I don't even know what they're testing when they're testing. They're not like, testing anything, dry, dude. Like, it's like, all, like people are riding on the ride and it's all fine. And then, like, they just run this, like, ghost test ride out there. And then, like, it's a couple minutes. And then people are riding back on the ride. And I'm like, what is being tested? What is going on? What don't they're I... running diagnostics, dude. It's bull- Let me preface this None by of saying. those 15-year-olds know <laughs> shit about... The hydraulic diagnostics just, for some complex ass uh, roller coaster or whatever. That's I, one. I've only been to a few Six Flags, and this is by far the worst Six Flags I've ever been to in my entire yeah. life. It already sucks. It sounds like it was in like another state of suck. People, several people have died at those Six Flags. Uh, yeah, like I, that what that one dude got decapitated. I just never, terrible. I never knew about that. I didn't know somebody died at that Six Flags. Oh yeah, he well, it was kind of his fault. He went over to like jump over a fence to get his hat, and uh-huh. then like someone's leg took his head off. Oh shit! I actually did wit- witness that um, on one of the rides that we were at that Six Flags America. Not the decapitation part, but somebody lost their wallet on the Batwing roller coaster. I guess. And they hopped the fence, and they like they came back down and they like went out the exit, but they had to like kind of walk through the line basically and then they just like jumped over the fence went as i'm talking about wallet and came back over 
It just so happened it was his luck though because that ride was having a little bit of an issue, so <laughs> it broke down. So like it was a little while until the next roller coaster came, and then they had to do a dry run. Oh, like whatever. And this was in the line of a roller coaster that we were in for maybe an hour and a half. It was it was just a very interesting time. You're not the only person though that has said that that's the sketchiest Six Flags or even amusement park that they've been to. Because I posted a video of some people getting helped off of the roller coaster, and somebody responded to the video being like, I've been to maybe four or five of the Six Flags in the United States, because there's a bunch like around the United States, kind of a chain. Um, but they were like, that's the sketchiest one I've, I've ever been to. <laughs> and I felt that. I felt that totally that day that we went but maybe you know it added to some of the intensity that you the adrenaline that you feel at a at a an amusement park and also a, a, a fair or something like that well did you get to ride a lot of rides we didn't get to ride on a ton of rides uh, uh, we, we actually like backloaded our whole excursion like we went on maybe three roller coasters in the last 30 minutes of us being in that amusement park because there was a ton of lines things didn't seem to be that organized stuff kept breaking down so then there was like long lines and people getting out of lines we waited in line for maybe an conservatively an hour at this one kind of bar thing because we wanted we literally just wanted to get like already in bottle of Coors lights and there was one dude working this bar and he didn't seem to give <laughs> shit about anything my girlfriend she went to go get a coca-cola because she was she just wanted a little bit of caffeine, a little soda or whatever. Uh -huh. She went to one of the booths. She comes back, and all she has is, like, a paper cup, like like a normal-size, big Coca-Cola paper cup of Coca-Cola, but there was no ice. There was no lid. There was oh no straw. God. It was just a paper cup, <laughs> basically, of straight-up, like, lukewarm, right out the just tap. Coca-Cola. And I was like, that what is not refreshing. Is going on this place? <laughs> it, it I, is I've true. never seen that shit before in my life. I went to, when we went to Disney a few years ago when I ran the half marathon back yeah. in like 2016 or something, that'll ruin some theme parks for you because like I grew up going to the Six Flags over Georgia, a bunch of my grandparents would take us every summer uh -huh. um, when, our, when we were kids and we would spend like the whole day there. My grandma would like pack us Lunchables. Like we had a whole system. We'd like, we'd have like Drinks like we pack everything in the car, like coolers and cool because you know that food's expensive. Yeah, there. yeah, it's and all like, overpriced and it's shit. Yeah. yeah, so we would have just the coolers packed with like gushers and like you know it's like snacks for kids and stuff and right. lunchables, and we'd get there like when it opened and then at lunchtime we'd walk back to the car, eat and stuff and then we bought we'd go back in, but um you know six, it's you know you go and you're waiting in line and there's the gum everywhere yeah. and stuff and then. It's just like I hadn't been to Disney since I was I couldn't I don't even know when the last time I was at Disney when we went a few years ago. And I'm just like everything is spotless. All the people are like saying hi to you and stuff and everything's right, like right. hidden. Like all the mechanical stuff's hidden. It's just like, yeah. oh my gosh. It's just like all the issues on the rides are pretty much flushed out. Oh yeah. It's not like just shit breaking down constantly throughout the day and then them resetting it. But but there like you said, there's a certain like excitement to that as well because like yeah. i definitely well i think it's a little bit different 
I, I was like, uh, I guess romanticizing it a little bit. It's a little different when you're at the fair. I, the, compared to an actual amusement park, I feel like there's a, like a level of an amusement park. You just expect it to be better run than a fair would be. But I had very yeah. much fair vibes at a big ass amusement park. Yeah, at a fair, you always have like that thought in the back of your head, like who who erected this structure? Yeah. Like some dude was hung over making this thing yeah, yeah. that just showed up one day. That's like, true. <laughs> some yeah. other guy. Like, you're like the random people ma- running those rides. Yeah. I was in, greasy. We, like yeah. The last time we were there, I was in line and like you know we were in Maryland then. And the guy working the thing had like a British accent, you know, the carny dude. And I'm like, how did you end up here? (laughs) How did this happen? Several bad decisions in a row. (laughs) That's how he ended up. Oh, yeah. Kevin, I don't know if they're really around you, and we might have talked about them briefly on this podcast before, but the cicadas are back in full force here on the East Coast. I know around like uh, the Mid-Atlantic specifically, they're really, really intense here in Maryland. They're everywhere now, Um, uh, just making the loudest noise, their dead bodies being scattered everywhere, they're one of the most fascinating kind of creatures, honestly. They this brood X. Yeah, they only come out every 17 years, and like all they do is make noise, mate, and die. Like that's all they literally do at all. And they're they're just really kind of fascinating. It's like one of those phenomena, those earthly phenomena that you can't explain and don't know what's going on with them do are they like down around you at all or is this more like do they happen more in this mid-atlantic region or something like that i have not seen they said we were supposed to get some i have not seen or heard a single one i think maybe a little more north of us possibly but i looked at the map and it's i never realized like growing up in 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 maryland Uh that like because and I guess we were what, like thirteen or whatever when the first yeah, the last one came out. Thirteen, fourteen, and, um, right in that middle school range. I didn't realize like how much of like an almost like Maryland like DMV type like phenomenon it really is because you look at the map and it's like on the east coast, but like when you look at it, it's like like dark right around like yeah. the Maryland area. It's like that's the epicenter. I'm like, oh dang. Yeah. So no. it was actually kind of like sad that. We don't. We're not really get. We're we're not getting it like at all down here. I kind of wanted to experience. Yeah, it. you just kind of, missed it of. a little bit. I mean, they're not that bad. People like freak out about them. And I'm like, what? They don't really do anything. They're literally yeah. harmless as anything. Like they don't bite. They no, are just like stick clumsy. To yeah, they are just like the clumsiest animal or insect you'll ever see. They just fly around. They get stuck in stuff. They're kind of funny. I think they're funny. Yeah, they're kind of funny. Big bulbous eyes. Like you can pop up by their wings and they'll just flap around a little bit. Like they're, they're, I find them kind of cool. I find them really interesting and cool. Um, But uh, a thing a lot of people, especially like this 
round of cicadas. And I don't know if it was happening 17 years ago, because obviously for so many reasons I wasn't as plugged into everything going on. But a lot of people have been making recipes and making food out of them. Oh, yeah. Doing all sorts of food things with them. Um, Obviously, it's a good source of protein. We've talked about on this podcast before how insects are a great source of protein and stuff like that. But the cicadas specifically, apparently in other regions of the world, like in Asia, they're eaten um, like normally. They're in a lot of different recipes. Native Americans have a lot of different recipes, especially ones that obviously from this mid-Atlantic area have recipes for them. And like, would you ever try a cicada? The best way that I saw, like they're, they're really good, crunchy, apparently like breading them and air frying them and sprinkling a ton of old Bay or something. on them <laughs> Makes it all bad. Yeah. Super delicious. Would you I mean, try yeah, a cicada? I, yeah. I'm uh, pretty sure the intern ate, as she mentioned that uh, she ate a cicada 17 years ago. I never ate any she ate that shit raw though. She didn't have it prepared and yeah, it wasn't prepared. I didn't I've been seeing a bunch of like the chocolate covered ones and things like that. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, the old bay cicada sounds good. Do you have to do you like remove its head or anything, or you just like eat the whole thing? I mean it doesn't matter. You can the things are so juicy. Well, uh, this is this is gonna lead into something because I wanna ask you because I found some cicada specific recipes online. And I'm going to read some cicada-specific recipes to you. You're going to have to tell me whether or not I made it up or if they're actual recipes that I found on the internet. But um, something, just to preface all of this, because if you have food allergies, you do might want to pay attention to the cicadas because the FDA literally today, I think it was, uh, released a statement saying that if you have it's like if you're allergic to shrimp or lobster, you shouldn't eat cicadas because apparently they're related. Interesting. Thus confirming that shrimp and crabs and stuff are just sea insects. Yeah, they're just they're they're basically the insects of the sea. You could ar- argue that cicadas are even more healthy because they eat like bark and stuff like that. And what worse, like crabs are just bottom feeders. They'll just oh yeah, anything, just any trash, anything at all. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i always thought about that like if i were just to see a crab like crawling on my wall like on the side of the wall that would fr- like it on like obviously yeah. not underwater that, i would be disgusted it, even would... if you saw a crab living its life underwater you'd be disgusted quite honestly. that's true yeah like, have you ever seen a video of a crab just like just just yeah, combing all... the bottom of the the ocean for just all the shit that they're eating and filtering out like it's not a appetizing animal to look at one that's alive at all but we'll eat the shit we out have, of it we have weird things with food of what we think is good and not good i guess it's whatever you grew up with we but. do we do i i've i've talked about this all the time like we 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 talk about certain animals like cow or pigs is like we talk about eating them all the time it's like fuck it whatever who cares uh for the most part i mean obviously you got your vegans your vegetarians out there people that actually do take this stuff into mind, but for the most part, all of us are like, who gives a fuck about that? And yeah. if you like bring up like some other, just any other animal that could even be a delicacy at some point. Cause I know in certain like, you know, places they'll eat horse or whatever. 
yeah. or like even dog or guinea pigs or something like oh, yeah. that. And people look at that. It's like, why would you ever do something like this? It's like, well, right. you eat animals like all the fucking time. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's all kind of made up which animals you seem to care yeah. about, really. Uh, exactly, yeah. But although guinea pigs seem like a lot of work for their meat. Although I don't do any work for my meat, so I guess it doesn't Yeah, yeah. You don't do <laughs> shit. Like, you're not skinning any fucking animals or doing Chickens are like, like, like real chickens, not the like, uh, like steroided chickens that, that we uh, eat. Like, right. are the people down by the park we, we, we walk to, they have chickens and like just wild chickens are pretty skinny. That's a lot of work. Well, you know, like, I, no, I think normal chickens are skinny. I've noticed because um, I've been going pretty much every week. I, Me and my girlfriend, we do our shopping at the farmer's market down here. And yep. we get, like, all of our meat still down there. And, like, all of, like, those natural, like, farm-raised chickens, like, you notice that, like, the breasts will get or the thighs or, like, whatever. Oh, it's yeah. not as big. Hormoned up. It's as the ones that you'll see when you go to the store, even like the skin or like not the skin, but like just the, the texture of the meat or the color of the meat before you, the color, it's like a darker color. It's like more natural. Like there's so the many problems with the industrialized farm system, factory, factory the farm system that we have in this country. The color is the biggest thing I noticed because the intern's family, when I first met her, uh, they used to order, they used to like split a cow with, another family so they would have like a freezer full of like all the meat because you know, get it in bulk and it's cheap but they would get it from like a local butcher out their way uh-huh. and she used to like we would have taco night or whatever and she'd bring over some like the ground beef or something and i first remember being like what is wrong with this but it's like uh no there's nothing wrong with that it's how it's supposed to look it's the shit i'm yeah. eating from you know wherever that's uh, and it would yeah. taste better and the color was different like it's not pink or whatever like it's supposed to, it's right right it's a crazy. darker tinge like it's natural oh. that's like how we should be eating meat and like the people that don't eat meat because of our industrialized i totally get it yeah i get that i yeah. i totally understand it because we really do have like kind of a fucked up system it's super fucked that. up but we've gone we've we've strayed away from what i really wanted to talk about really wanted to quiz you on is can you guess what is or what is not a real cicada recipe that i found online to make the first one that i'm going to start you off with is spicy cicada popcorn is that a real or fake meal that you can find online to make cicadas actual x brood x cicadas I feel like it. I mean, all of this stuff could be. I'm gonna say that one's fake. That one is actually real. That Ew, is what do they chop it up and, and throw it in the popcorn? You basically you like deep fry the cicadas, or you could air fry it, get it really crunchy, um, right. and toss it with popcorn, almost like you would like uh, like milk duds or something. Yeah, like I, know, I don't like this one. <laughs> Specifically, just telling you literal, actual recipes I found online that seem to be well rated. How do you like? How do you? What do you? Are these? I feel bad. Like this thing has been burrowed in the ground for seventeen years. You come out and someone throwing it in an air fryer. Like, 
I mean, they're going to die anyway. Literally, that's all they do. They're only going to well, be I, here for well, like everything's going to die anyway. But yeah, like, but they no. specifically only even come out yeah, just to, to, breed. to breed and die. That's literally all they do. It's an interesting evolution of like a oh uh, cycle of how uh, yeah. they call that. No, I'm also happens. watching the soccer game, Kevin. I have it on as well. I'm a little bit, um, I guess, better with <laughs> controlling my emotions than you. Well, I just but, happened to look down right when that happened. Right, right. No, but sweet. you got the you you got the first cicada question wrong. See if you can get the second one. The second recipe of cicada making that people can eat that I found online, cicada bourguignon. Is that a real or fake recipe that I found online? I, what is bourguignon? I don't even know what that is. It's bolognese. It's, like it's basically like a stew. But uh, the oh. main factor is you use red wine compared to oh, other stews. I'm going to say that's true. I'm sure cicadas are great in stew. That is actually false. God damn it. That is actually false. You might be right. I have no idea. I've never eaten Someone definitely made that. Life. I but, Honestly, that's the only like, way I would want cicada. Slow cooked or in a stew? Um, I don't know because I was reading some things and, well, I can go over it. After we go through all the recipes, I don't want you to get any any ideas, any, okay, any right, right. you know, any tips or anything. But no, beef bourguignon is a very like classic French dish. Um, bourguignon. So it's basically beef stew, but like the main factor is red wine that's used. In it. But I decided, and apparently I threw the, threw you off with that one. But speaking this, of red wine, we've been finding phenomenal selections of two dollar wine down here in georgia uh because everyone sells wine because it's in all the like grocery stores and stuff uh-huh it's nothing better than a two dollar bottle of wine i i prefer uh, i i'll pay extra like i don't need two dollar no. wine it's two good, dollar wine sounds like it's a fucking good. thing over in <laughs> no that will yes that part is true <laughs> but it, it's just the fact that it exists is phenomenal like it, it, yeah, I guess in a sense, like third or twenty-three-year-old me would have been pumped about two-dollar wine. No, no, no. Well, one-year-old me, I, I can buy it like a ten-dollar bottle of wine. <laughs> well, you better get ready because we're gonna have a lot of two-dollar wine down here. Well, we'll get it now. It'll age. It'll be just as good as that ten-dollar. When I come <laughs> visit you in Atlanta, Kevin, do not give me any two-dollar wine. You're not even going to know, dude. You're not going to know any of these brands anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The next recipe, Kevin, I have for you for cicadas. It is cicadas tempura. Is cicadas tempura a recipe that I found off the internet, or is that a real recipe for cicadas? Or a fake recipe for cicadas? Sorry. It's definitely, it has to be real. It's a fried cicada in tempura. I'm going to say yes. Well, you're right. You're right. I feel like that was an easy one. Um, That's definitely an easy one. I would yeah, definitely, I would eat a cicada roll. The, if it's tempurid, I feel like, have you, nothing tempurid is bad. I've never yes. had anything that's bad that's just battered and deep fried. Like, that's, yeah, just, that's that makes gross. everything good. Straight I up. I think the only off-putting part about it is if they kept the head with those beady eyes. Like, I don't necessarily want to see that. Like, I don't want to just see, like, a beady-eyed... Well, I was reading this whole article, and apparently the best time you want to get 
your cicadas is at dusk because that's right when they come out of the ground and that's when their their shells are softest. Ew. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I, I thought you wanted the crisp. Oh god. No, this but you you want a crisp cicada, but you want to harvest it <laughs> soft. They yeah. they mate very strangely, and I think I just like. It, the whole bug to me is they're just so weird. I feel like all bugs mate strangely compared to what we know as mating. <laughs> That's true. They, it's just now, you um, could say that about any bug, really. I just remember when we were in middle school and this, or no, high school was it middle school or high school? I don't know. It was right on that cusp. I think it was eighth grade. Anyway, uh-huh. I just remember this kid hit one with a tennis racket and it just like exploded and it was horrifying. I remember this girl I went to school with. She bit into one and it exploded everywhere. It was horrifying. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Um, the the next one I got for you, Kevin, if you can guess or not. Um, cicada stir fry. Is that a real or fake recipe that I found online? Another one, regardless of fake or real, that I would eat. Because anything kind of like soupy or stir fried is good. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. You're wrong. That was one I made up. Well, <laughs> I mean, sure I can. could see, like, looking at some of these other recipes that I've found, I could see a cicada stir fry working. That's kind of why it came to my head a little bit. But the key is you got to crisp up those cicadas. You really want to crisp them up. talk actually i don't think i'm that interested in eating them i'm happy like birds and stuff can eat them. they must like freak out like oh well, must be like like people have like people ask like what is so great about these cicadas they don't really do anything but they actually they provide a shit ton of food for the local ecosystem yeah. birds um frogs bigger um like foxes Al- albatross yeah, like there's so many animals around the possums, like so many animals around this area that just are actually going to be fed by these cicadas coming out and everything like that. So there, there is a benefit to all of that. We got to keep our ecosystems healthy. All of our natural animals as well got to be doing awesome as well. So they really benefit off of that. Um, all right. So like you're not really feeling the cicada thing. I only got one more for you though. Okay. If you're not feeling the cicada question. Ta- cicada tacos. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we could do that. When we come down to Atlanta, I'll freeze dry some cicadas. We can make Ugh. some cicada tacos down there. But the last one I got for you, cicada ale. What cicada was it? Ale. It's, ale? Yeah. Like I don't I don't know what kind of like process it takes to make ale. And I don't know well, the ale is based I feel like you can fer- I feel like you can ferment anything. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you can ferment a cicada. I'm going to say yes. Well, you're finally right, Kevin. Yeah. Cicada well, ale is a real recipe that I found online. 
for brew, like if you homebrew your own beer, if you toss in about 70 to 80 cicadas, according to this recipe, it will do something to make it very cicada. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it gives it a shrimpy flavor. I don't Ew. know or whatever. I don't want, I was, I don't want a shrimpy flavored <laughs> ale. Yeah, I don't know about that. But I mean, you got to sell, you, you got to live off the land if you're really getting local and living off of what's just local and part of the season, you know, you got to incorporate some cicadas into that diet, you know? Listen, I, um, I mean, I, I don't know. All of this stuff is great. I think it's good. It's probably good people are using the cicadas like this because I remember after they all like died, it just smelled horrible everywhere. Yeah. All the car- carcasses. So hopefully the wildlife just eats, eats it all. People making ale and chocolate covered tempura. And everything. Hopefully. Well, if anybody out there has their own recipe for making cicadas, please email us, listeners at threatless.com. Let's take a quick break. Three, two, and one. So, Kevin, yeah, we were off last week for the Memorial Day holiday. Um, how was your Memorial Day? You do anything? Do you have like a cookout? Do you celebrate the veterans? Like what you what you end up doing for Memorial Day? Um, I was on call all last week, so I didn't get to do too much. But we did cook out. We uh, I mowed the grass. I've gotten pretty good <laughs> at mowing the grass. I have to say, Man. and I'm actually starting to enjoy mowing the grass. It's all you need nice to get mow. is some like New Balances, and you. You're a normal ass suburban, like middle aged guy. <laughs> I uh, I have to say it's actually like very calming and relaxing to just like go up and down. The yeah. one thing I have to say is I do apparently have to get some uh, ear like protection because uh, mowing the grass. Apparently, being around the cause, I mean our yard's not like that big where it takes me like hours and hours, but um, the putting in your headphones so it's louder than the mower is apparently it real is bad really for you. bad for your ears yeah yeah so i have to uh i gotta get some kind of like protection for that no yeah. especially some, mostly given your situation it's some, like, yeah i was going to say as somebody that's suffering from tinnitus yeah. i would invest in some earbuds i actually just got some earbuds this is can be an early edition of recommendations but they're eargasm um earbuds they have nice. kind of these filters in them. So like they're they're really made for like going to see live music, uh-huh. but canceling out a lot of those vibrations that will fuck up your hearing, basically. And nice. I was listening to a lot of loud music when I got them last Friday, and I like bumped up some house music, a lot of bass going, a lot of some vocals and everything. And it the vocals and the music came through really well, but I could feel that that just you know like that inner ear vibration that yeah. comes when you're like listening to loud music like that just wasn't happening and you got to get on that while you're young it's yeah. one of those things that like it's preventable if you really take care of it at this kind of age and so i 100% if you're if you're getting into mowing the lawn and all that shit like get some earplugs yeah i'm going to do it I, 
I might get this other pair that I found on Amazon because you can also use it for shooting guns. Um, not that I shoot guns, but if I ever did, I feel like it'd be, you know, it'd be like multi-purpose. Have you ever shot a gun? No. I want You've to. never shot a gun? Wow. No, I've never shot a gun. Uh, I've always wanted to go skeet shoot. We've talked about going skeet shooting like a billion times. We've never done it. Yeah, I know. I actually really like skeet shooting. My uh, brother-in-law does like this whole event skeet shooting thing every year. It was really fun. And I mean, for Boy Scouts, I, I shot like a rifle at this one camp I went to. I shot a rifle. So, but I'm not, I've always wanted to shoot a handgun. I've never shot a handgun before. It's all been like, either shotgun or rifle maybe we should go shoot guns when you come down here we could find like a, a range yeah man a range. let's just find some dude's backyard and start shooting cans i want to shoot a can <laughs> i, I want to shoot a can all day like wooden fence that's what we'd have to i i think you live in the south and that's where i picture I, this happening i live 20 like 15 minutes from atlanta though like, <laughs> like that oh, <laughs> well, I didn't realize you lived that far out of Atlanta. How close to Magic City do you live? I don't know where Magic City is. So honestly, I could be about 15 minutes, but if it's traffic, it's probably three hours. It took me an hour. Traffic is it, it's at max capacity now because of like everyone going back, and it is a nightmare. Traffic here is terrible. Oh, Tra- Atlanta I- traffic is a disaster. I can only imagine. I mean, like... Atlanta traffic was a disaster before the pandemic, but like what I've noticed going back to work um, over the past, I guess, few weeks to a month is I feel like drivers are way shittier than they even were before pandemic. Like drivers oh, in general, we're twenty minutes, like, we're 20 minutes from Magic City. City. You're twenty minutes, so we're only twenty minutes from. Some of the best lemon pepper wings you will ever get in your life. Also comes with a side pair of uh, tits. And these um, <laughs> this mac and cheese they have looks really good too. Dude, their food is supposed to be banger. Over there. <laughs> it, look, it looks real. Oh my god! And garlic bread. Like they give you like a side <laughs> of br- damn chicken and waffles too. I did not know they had all of yeah, this. Yeah, we gotta go to Magic City. <laughs> I've been telling you, dude. I've been telling you. It's like literally like the only place in Atlanta I know and like really want to go to. It looks really good, actually. <laughs> well, the Google images are hilarious. It's like chicken and waffles, uh, chicken and waffles, fries, garlic bread, wings. Some dude holding a bunch of ones. And then... <laughs> that is my place. That is where I need to be, clearly. Oh, that's a picture yeah. of Rihanna here. Interesting. Oh, dude, all the all like all the big rappers usually go to Magic City. Oh dang. Apparently when they roll through. All right. Well, we gotta hit that up. Yeah, yo, we gotta hit that up. For <laughs> sure. We're getting some lemon pepper wings. Oh man! Maybe some fucking mac and cheese. Hell yeah! That I, mac I, and cheese looks that. really good, actually. <laughs> I cannot wait for this trip to Atlanta. But oh, they even have their own inscription on the styrofoam containers they give you in the food. It says Magic City on it. That's kind of sick, actually. I mean, I would expect them to. Like you can, like you can just you can like Uber Eats like pick up that shit. Oh, that's pretty sweet. They're open till three a.m. too. I did not know. It's a, it's a strip club. It's a strip club. I thought I didn't know what the, the how late they could be. No, it's a strip club. 
It's probably open until five, to be honest. Yeah, actually, the kitchen's yeah. definitely only open to like <laughs> to two latest. Oh my gosh, they have a full menu situation. Oh, chicken wraps. <laughs> you get a chicken I, quesadilla. I told you we are going. They have salmon. <laughs> you get salmon. <laughs> Magic City, we gotta go, dude. I was not live when I was talking about Magic City. This is the only reason I know this place. In oh my god, they have Beyond Burgers, too. They have Beyond Burgers, Lamb Chops. They, they cater to everybody. Food. They cater to everyone. This is like a legit menu. This is like, <laughs> like, a, like a nice menu that you'd go to. podcast but we gotta bring this thing home before i did bring this thing home i heard what you said you were giving up a little bit of your caffeine intake a little bit how was that going for you because i know it was very hard for me over the past few weeks i've i've also gotten away from drinking as much caffeine as i was before but it, it was it was a rough like month there, like a real rough first month. So I've uh, I really just want to cut down. I want to quit the energy drinks, um, but I also have not had coffee in two days. I did buy caffeine pills to to try to like that doesn't count. <laughs> whatever the, whatever you're doing doesn't count. If it counts if you're taking caffeine. You gotta wean off. It's actually like uh, it's less than like how much coffee I'd be drinking in a day, and um, it's just a way to wean off. You know, so it's just like wean <laughs> off. That just sounds like a different type of addiction that you're building. Quite frankly. Um, I don't know if that's going to be helpful for you, but I, I, I hope that I think it's good. It's been good. You know what I've been doing? I've been waking up early in the morning because I wake up early anyway. Um, but I wake up, I take a caffeine pill and then I go back to sleep and then it wakes me up, you know, like 15, 20 minutes later. Interesting. I'm like, good to go. It's like, it's real nice. Actually. Yeah, no, that sounds like a very healthy lifestyle that you're living. I'm sure every because sometimes Sometimes I'll get up and I don't feel like making a cup of coffee, you know? So I'll just take that caffeine pill. Like, it's a short-term <laughs> solution <laughs> to a long-term problem. Sounds like you're developing another problem, quite frankly. <laughs> but <laughs> we yeah, don't okay. have to go into that. We've had another fun week talking to everybody out there. Thank you for listening to us and just talk about all of our nonsense. But before we go, we've got to give our recommendations. And our recommendations, if you are new to the podcast, is when me and Kevin give a little suggestion of something that we're enjoying in our lives. It could be movies, TV, books, magazines, food, anything at all that we're feeling in our lives that we think y'all would also enjoy. So, Kevin, um, do you have a recommendation for the people this week? Yes, I do. My recommendation for this week is to rewatch The Jersey Shore, which is streaming on Hulu. Uh, it's phenomenal. If you've never seen it, you should watch it. 
Um, if you have seen it, you should rewatch it because it's really different uh, going back and rewatching it all. I actually rewatched it all last summer, but uh, the intern had not seen it, so we were or she hadn't seen all of it, so we did a rewatch again. And I just love that show; it's so good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when the last rewatch you have of the Jersey Shore, I'm pretty sure that was your your recommendation for the week. It probably, it probably you was. Did a rewatch of the Jersey Shore and already recommended it for people to go back and watch. But I mean, you know, refreshing people on some things isn't the worst thing in the world. You know, there's a lot of content out there. A lot of we got new listeners. Always. We were developing listeners every week. We've got one more listener at least. So maybe they didn't hear it. Maybe they will go check out the Jersey shore. Just like you did. I will not be watching that show. What I will be watching. I've got, I've got a rare recommendation for everyone out there, but it's a, it's a rare recommendation because it's a future recommendation. I haven't actually watched this documentary yet. I don't even think it's out yet. But HBO has a new documentary. It's not a series. It's just a documentary. It's called Roadrunner. It's coming out on HBO Max, on HBO if you have regular HBO and everything. And it's a biography documentary sort of thing on anthony bourdain and i saw the trailer for it and it looks fantastic um anthony bourdain for those that that don't know is a really really good chef who started no reservations on what was that discovery channel i I don't even remember what channel that was or history or i I don't know i'm not sure what channel i i think i caught them all on netflix i think it was cnn actually to be honest i i know cnn was playing the replays but okay some other channel regardless he had a lot of good shows yeah yeah i mean other shows as well Kitchen Confidential, um, one of my favorite books of all time. I would recommend that book even if you're not into food. Like, I'm not necessarily into food and stuff. Just a great book about his life. Yeah, Kitchen Confidential, fantastic book. The the kitchen knife that I use as my regular everyday kitchen knife is a global kitchen knife because Anthony Bourdain used global as his kitchen knives, and that was my selling point on getting my first kitchen knife, so... What I always use in the kitchen every day to cut my onions and lettuce and what have you is all because of him. But this documentary seems to do a really good justice. He was a tortured soul, obviously, yeah. from that you can see from how he passed. But he was a, a great chef, um, a world traveler that really brought a lot of the world through food into a lot of people's homes. And change a lot of people's opinions on food and what just how people think of food he like he he's revolutionary in so many ways people chefs and non-chefs alike look up to anthony bourdain for what he represented and he's gone from us too soon and this documentary looks like it's going to be full coverage of not just the good parts of his life but also the troubling and tumultuous parts of his life and it just looks like a really good documentary for people that are are going through 
mental health things or or just enjoy food or or enjoy Anthony Bourdain. So that's my recommendation. I haven't watched it yet. It's future recommendation, which we usually don't do. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that though. That it looks awesome. Yeah, July 16th it says. Oh no, uh, yeah, yeah, July 16th. Well, everybody out there, yeah, check it out. That's that's just my suggestion. I I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Anthony Anthony Bourdain's awesome. Yeah, no, he is. He he really is. Um. It was on the Travel Channel. No reservation. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. He had another great show. Me and the intern used to love to watch. We caught it on Netflix. It was probably on Travel Channel too, but uh, the layover, and it was just him going to different spots when he had like a layover at an airport. That was really cool because he wouldn't go to like... Oh, that's what I liked about his show too. He never really... Like sometimes they'd show like fancy, but it was always just like kind of like, you know, hole-in-the-wall places or... Yeah, or like some random there place where he went. Real actually, places that like yeah, really felt of where he was traveling. Yeah, and like this doc, I I just even even gathered from the trailer for this documentary and how they go into that and go into how he was always searching and and they get people that recorded that show and were talking about how like how he was always on the move and always searching for something. That, that kind of goes into how his life was because there was one part that was one part of his life seems like something we all would want to aspire to always like just traveling and experience the world through food and different cultures and everything like that but then there was another part of him where he was always searching for a place to be and was always searching for what he thought the world should be in his own eyes and just wasn't and never lived up to those expectations. Like it, it, it seems like a really good documentary. I really um, suggest that to a lot of people. I'll be watching it, and I hope you. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that for sure. But I think that will do it for us this week. Oh, sorry, Kevin, didn't mean to cut you off. What were you about to say? No, I said good recommendation. No, good I appreciate that from you. Um, but. I think that will do it for us this week. Before we go, I did want to give a shout out to all LGBTQIA people. It is nice. Pride Month. And uh, I know here on the Threadless Podcast, we support people no matter like how they are, where they come from, any sort of thing. We support other people and going through anything and everything and it is Pride Month. So I just want to shout out all of our LGBTQIA people. Could probably have done that better. I'll maybe do it better a little bit next week or whatever, but um, the support is there. We care about you and this is a month to focus on y'all's issues. But now I think we are done with the podcast for this week. It's been another fun week talking to y'all out there. I had a fun time. Kevin, did you have a good time this week? Phenomenal. I'm glad to hear that. I always have a good time talking to you, Kevin. So I knew that this would be a good time. So for Kevin O'Connor, I am Justin Dorothy. This has been the Threat Lads Podcast. Threat Lads.